You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1170. Each month, we feature a worthy nonprofit based here in Southern California. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. Since 1977, Ocean Institute has been educating the community in in-depth marine science, maritime history, and outdoor education programs. As a nonprofit, they strive to maximize immersion, spark curiosity, and inspire a deep commitment to learning. That's why I've invited President and CEO Dan Pingaro here to talk us through its history and the future for Ocean Institute. Dan, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Richard, thank you very much for having me here on behalf of Ocean Institute. Really appreciate it. Yeah, excited to have you here since I met you thanks to Vic Hausmanninger and yeah. at the Center Club a couple months ago now, That's I right. think, right? Yeah, so thank you, anyway. Vic. <laughs> yeah, right. He's a great guy. I've met a lot of good people through Vic and his organization. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you okay. before we get to the organization? Sure. This is a fabulous opportunity, kind of the culmination of a career, if you will, at least the high point to this uh, time. And it's been a really great opportunity to take everything that I've learned in the past, having worked in the public sector for the government, having worked uh, as private enterprise as well, having been on the board at a nonprofit, as well as then being CEO and executive director at various nonprofits. Putting all those together under one umbrella at Ocean Institute has really been a, a, not only a, a real positive challenge, but just a wonderful opportunity of a lifetime. So how did you end up here? Not that this is the end point, but I mean, were you a board member? Or were you recruited in? What, what's the backstory there, Dan? Yeah, great question. Uh, in fact, this was one of those uh, instances where Two different folks reached out to me, uh, and let me know that the Ocean Institute was interested in a, a CEO. And so they knew my background had, had been in ocean conservation and marine work, uh, both in the private enterprise area as well as in government and my prior nonprofit experience. So they felt there might be an alignment and affinity and that I might want to get back into doing that. Mm. And so I was very interested in that opportunity. And so in the very last week of April last year, so about a year and a half ago, okay. I uh came on board as the CEO and president at okay. Ocean Institute. So thanks to many folks here in the business community, both in the nonprofit and private enterprise that uh, brought this opportunity to me. And who did you replace? They had had a, uh, they'd gone through a couple different CEOs in the course of a few months Ooh. and, uh, okay. or a few years, okay. I should say. Okay, yeah, bad. yeah, not a few months. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, yeah, a few hey, years. Hey, it lasted 18 months. You're doing well. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> and uh, so the opportunity uh, presented itself to, they were looking for someone with uh, the ocean background right. who'd also run an organization before as a CEO, also had been on both sides of the board working with for and as a board member, uh -huh. that's, that was an interesting couple different opportunities there. Right. And had the fundraising background. So All the in some of the prior experiences, uh, there was a lot of fundraising that was involved sure. uh, when I was working for the uh, Sailors for the Sea, which was a marine ocean uh, conservation group focused on galvanizing the sailing community around mm. ocean issues back east at uh, uh, Newport, Rhode Island. Oh. And uh, that was a fabulous opportunity that then really set the groundwork for this. Okay, so enough about you. Let's mm -hmm. talk about Ocean Institute, because many people, especially those in Southern California and Orange County in particular, 
probably are aware of Ocean Institute, but what is it? What's the mission, vision? What does Ocean Institute do? I read a little bit in the open, but really, yeah. what are the what are the programs and what do you hope to accomplish? Yeah, you know, uh, our mission is using the ocean as our classroom, and we inspire children of all ages to learn. And that has been the core mission for 41 years at this point. Uh, we have a number of different programs for the student as well as the public. Okay. Uh, historically, we've been focused on student education. It's only been in the last few years that we've made a transition to really opening up towards the public. And, and with my coming on board, this is a, a major push for us as well. We, as, as 40, year, 40 years old organization when i came on board we were charged with creating a strategic plan mm -hmm. and then moving that forward with a really focused operational plan so the board stepped out of the traditional 40-year role of just education and our strategic plan now focuses on four things which would be focus on research which informs the education which is still the core component of who we are and what we do sure. followed by conservation all wrapped within excellence so those are four core uh, principles that mm -hmm. we are looking at then we put together a really detailed operational plan that aligned with which is actually a rather complicated budget given our organization and I'll explain okay. what we do above and beyond the ocean which I think a lot of people don't actually realize right. that we have so much going on where we are and then from that operations and budget, we then really were breaking it down into the different sectors for ourselves. So we have the maritime component, and we have three ships, and we also have an overnight education aspect where people can spend the night up to five nights on some of our ships. Really? Going as far abroad as the Channel Islands. Okay. And sometimes just on site at the property. Uh -huh. We also, and this very few people seem to know, kind of the best kept secret, which I'm changing. Okay. <laughs> with the help of an awesome marketing team. All right. Um, we also have a mountain education program up in the uh, hills of uh, the Cleveland National Forest. So nine months out of the year, we do uh, educational programming in the mountains. But we tie that in through watershed education. Where does the rainfall, if oh, okay. you will, I see the tie -in. comes down the right. river, and it ends right there at Doheny Beach at San Juan, uh -huh. the San Juan Creek. So we tie it all together, and when you're actually on the ship, you can look up and see the mountain where you were spending the nights. So we have programs that go from mountain to ocean oh, wow. overnight. So it's a really exciting opportunity for a lot of students. We work with students from... Uh, grade school all the way up to university, and that's where we're really starting to expand as well as the university component. So let me ask you off script a question. How healthy is the ocean since you've been involved in the ocean and caring about water for some time? What should our audience, is there anything you want to share in that area just to kind of let them know? Well, I think, uh, like anything, uh, the more you do the research, the more you learn about what is actually going on and what is out there, the more cause for concern you do have. And you hear a lot of... Ignorance you know, is bliss. You know, uh, possibly short so. Term, in the short term, but in the long term, it's... And devastating. It is. Um, and there are a lot of issues out there right now from harmful algal blooms to the plastics in the ocean, which a lot of people are hearing about right. that are out there in the water that bioaccumulate, meaning the fish eat it and the bigger fish eat the small fish and then you eat the fish. And those toxins that are in the plastic accumulate upward and into your body where you could find it in your blood if you were taking blood samples potentially. Wow. So there are a lot of issues, whether it be point source, non-point source, harmful algal blooms, or plastics. But I'd also point out that there's been a lot of good that has happened over the years. And you can see that through, say, the marine protected areas are having an impact that is very positive and helping rebound different fishery stocks, which mm. in turn help the commercial sector in many opportunities. We also have seen a lot of uh, 
Yeah, I would I would just stay right there with the MPAs right now. Okay. That, that's really a, been a real positive change, and we have a lot of them here along the coast in California that we could point to and say have made a difference, both for the recreational and commercial fishermen in many regards. Is it an overstatement to say, as the oceans go, so go the planet? Uh, no. Right? I mean, that, That's absolutely true. The oceans are the lung of the planet as well, uh, creating more opportunity for you to breathe than even the uh, Amazonian rainforest, really? which everyone thinks, oh, wow, right. the, the trees in the rainforest are providing all this oxygen. It's actually coming so much more from the ocean. From the ocean. So there is a lot of, uh, oh. uh, the ocean impacts everything that happens on this planet. Wow. Okay. Ocean and, Earth. And that's why you should visit the Ocean Institute to learn that and much more, I would think. Right. And we, you know, to an extent may have been for the last 41 years the best kept secret in Southern California and maybe in Orange County. But we're real easy to find. We're right down on the west end of the uh, Dana Point Harbor. We mm -hmm. have ample parking and great opportunity to walk out to the different beaches around us and come in and see what's happening. We're basically like an aquarium turned inside out. So if you want to take a tour, well, that you can see all of the different types of fish that we have, the different types of research that may be going on from different groups and ourselves as well, to also getting out onto some of the different vessels, whether it's historical sailing vessels or current research vessels going offshore that could show you the whale migrations. And so there's real opportunities to learn from a family standpoint as well. Right. You, you read my mind, Dan, because I was going to think this is a great thing to introduce young children to. Right. Right? You would you would be surprised how many young children here in Orange County alone have never even seen the ocean, have never been down to the beach. They may live and grow up five miles away, but it is not something that is part of their daily, weekly, or annual routine. Their parents aren't focused on it, so they do not go. Right. It's a missed opportunity. It's a it's a huge opportunity to engage at low cost with the environment, with a opportunity to learn and we have seen so many uh, young students come down and really their eyes just light up and they right. say wow there's an opportunity a place for me here at the beach on the ocean and there are multiple career paths that people could then see themselves going down whether that's as an entrepreneur or a scientist or a teacher or someone focused on policy issues it starts to open up the world of opportunity when they get a deep immersive experience at ocean institute which i'm going to point this out we have 45 about 40 to 45 different programs right now for uh -huh. uh, students and the average student spends eight hours in a program with us. Wow. I don't know about you, but I grew up in Orange County, and when I would go to a museum <laughs> as a grade schooler, it right. was two hours on the bus, two hours at the museum, <laughs> and two hours home. Right. I didn't even hit six hours all the way around, and right. yet we're offering upwards of eight hours on average for a student in our programming. And a lot of that's because it's overnights. Yeah, what, what an opportunity. You, you know, you remind me, I live in San Juan Capistrano, right? So Beautiful it's, town. Uh, and, and I was at Dana Point for breakfast this morning, So to, and I was thinking, there are worse places to be driving to on a November morning than the beach, right, in, in right. Dana Point. Right. Absolutely. And what a great drive it is right there. And the views and the right. vistas. And there's beautiful hiking, the free, low cost. It's a great way to engage with the family and have some really in-depth conversations about what's happening. And, and when you come down... All of our staff are trained. They're um, very well educated. They know what they're speaking about. They have, most of them have science degrees, in sure. fact. So you really have an expert there to speak to you and with you about what they are seeing and experiencing. Uh, we're way off topic here, oh, yes. Dan. We're talking about Ocean Institute. but <laughs> and, and so I'm going to go one step further. Let's go. Um, uh, on one of the vacations we went on, um, we hired a tour guide, actually for two different locations in Europe. And the, the quality of knowledge that we got from the hired guide about 
about what we were walking by in Rome or in London, that we would have just walked by the, the richness of the history. And, and I feel the same way about the ocean and probably what the Ocean Institute is doing. You could walk by and look at the ocean and admire the beauty, but you don't really understand the depth of what you're seeing. But you can appreciate it when you have an expert there who can take you through it, as you do at the Ocean Institute. Right. And in so many ways, it's interpreting the art, if you will, that you're seeing uh, when you go to a museum. And you might appreciate the, the color palette and some of the design, but then to really understand what the artist is trying to uh, convey yes. is kind of how so many of our scientists and team members are there to help you as, a, as the general public or a student to understand. It's been said. Uh, many times that the water's right offshore here from the Southern California Bight, from uh, Point Conception down to Mexico out to the Channel Islands, uh -huh. is really like the Serengeti of the Pacific. There's a rich really? diversity of uh -oh. fish and ma marine mammals out there. And to really understand the seasonality and the different types of marine mammals and fish that are transiting through or staying within the, um, the Southern California Bight is something that... Ocean Institute is essentially a portal to understanding that and a really unique location to have that ed uh, education and opportunity to learn about what's happening offshore. There's there's really no other place like it. I think in many ways Orange County and the greater SoCal area is blessed to have an entity like this yes. that is really focused on the public and the community in the way that we are. I agree. Well, that's why I'm glad you're here to talk about Ocean Institute. Let's talk back about you, sure. though. What's uh -oh. your core, core philosophy? We call it the guiding principle here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So, you know, what are you using to lead and grow your organization, Dan? Well, you might have guessed by uh, some of the earlier comments that uh -huh. it would be uh, the clarity and support for staff. So yes. coming on board, we were talking a little bit ago about uh, putting together a strategic plan with four core principles that were that everybody understood. This is the direction that we're pulling in and where we're heading and having that clarity within the operational plan of what does it look like, where are our goals going so that we all understand where we're heading, but then providing the team that type of support. So for me, it's the clarity and support. And we've been very focused in the past year and a half since I've come on board on professional development with, with the staff at all levels. And we've included that, uh, all the volunteers as well. And uh, by volunteers, I also mean our, our wonderful board members who volunteer their time and talent as well. And we have over 250 volunteers plus wow. the board and then about 130 to 135 staff on um, at Ocean Institute. So it's a lot a, of moving parts. There's a lot of moving parts from the mountains to the sea to all the employees. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's like Dr. George Fish back there. Yeah, you're, you're awesome. You're like, I like so the alliteration it's, uh, there. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, I think it comes down to the clarity and the support so we all know where we're heading as a team or, if you will, a crew. It's it's very challenging to come up with a strategic vision that holds water, ah, no pun intended, but carries the day. It's even harder, in my experience, to translate that into an operational plan with quarterly goals and milestones that actually move you towards that strategic vision. It, That's the hard part. Absolutely. I think um, what it really takes is, that, is an understanding uh, amongst all of the from my standpoint, as we catalyze this and move forward as a group, it's between the board and, and the senior staff early on to get an understanding of where we're heading and our strengths and where we can support each other. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of think of it as a matrix and then moving forward, because it is very difficult to get that team going and working together. But once you do, right. it then has a way of moving out to all the different departments and offices. All right, we have a few minutes left yeah, here yeah, on yeah. Critical Mo Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I didn't want to uh, not ask you about your upcoming event. I know you have something scheduled for early part of next year. Can you tell us a little bit about your upcoming event? 
Yeah, thank you so much for asking about the 2019 Jazz Festival that we have on March 29th and 30th. This is an annual fundraiser that Ocean Institute does on two separate nights. Uh, one is a stand-up uh, event in the sense that we don't have sit-down tables. It's more of um, heavy hors d'oeuvres and high boys and people dancing. And the next night is dancing, but we also have a served dinner. Mm. And this is our underwriting sponsor is Monarch, Bay, uh, Monarch Beach Resort, and they have just been phenomenal. We just love having them there. They're just great food. We also work with a number of other uh, resorts and hotels that support, but it's Monarch Beach is the folks that have really been uh, stepping up and helping us out. So good food? So it's wonderful food, great world-class music. We are about to put the tickets on sale December 5th when we'll announce who the um, jazz uh, acts are. This Friday night, it's $75 a person, and Saturday night, um, it's uh, $6,000 for a table of uh, 10. Is that the only way you can get in is by a table? Uh, you could buy single. You could buy single seat tickets as well okay. for that night for Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. And um, so we're really excited about that. December fifth, you can come to our website at oceaninstitute.org, and you can uh, purchase tickets there. You can purchase them as well through Eventbrite, and you could always call us, which is pretty old school, but you could call right. us, which right. just works fine at nine four nine. Four nine six two two seven four. Okay, you don't want to miss that. I mean, no. this this is it's, quite quite the event, and that's a good time of the year to to be there. I'm oh, sure it's great. Well, not only is the are there multiple bands that will be playing, and there's great food served for a, a long time. We have a huge dedicated fire pit outside, so it's an indoor <laughs> outdoor opportunity. There are multiple locations if you'd like to grab a cocktail or some of the heavy hors d'oeuvres. You can uh-huh. overlook the ocean and the water. Um, the facility, if you haven't been there and you've been down to the harbor, so you've seen it, it has multiple levels, so you have all these wonderful views. This will be in our Sam Welly Hall. It holds about 350 people with a stage, indoor-outdoor evening. We really would uh, welcome everybody to purchase a ticket, support our programming, right. and come down and have a great time. Right. That's, I think that's a must-attend event. Yeah, I know is. that uh, Paul Roberts, the station manager, is looking forward to it. He's been talking about it since you sat down here in the yeah. studio before we started the radio show. So, um how do you see the future for Ocean Institute, Dan? Final question. I'm going to have you back in the future, three years, whatever. What's going to be bigger, different, better? Where are you going? Yeah. Well, thank you for asking that. I'll tell you what. Um, having that strategic plan in place really helps us uh, as a guide of where we're going and helps us make decisions on a daily basis. Does something align with where we're going and what we want to do or not? And as we look through that kind of a prism, we realize that we want to have programs that have uh, – that are better efficacy for educational learning for the students. That's really critical, that Mm -hmm. they're really quality programs. Second, we want to engage with the community. Uh, We have, as I said earlier, not always been the most outward-facing until recent times, and we really want to engage more in the community level, make it more of a welcome, receptive location. We have a beautiful site and spot, so why not really engage on the, the family and the community and the business partners that we can? What you'll see is... Just now, I'm, I'm happy to announce that we have received an, for the uh, million-dollar grant from the Psalm Family Foundation for wow. our new Psalm Marine Education Center opening in 12 months. That's our largest contribution from one entity in the last 15 years. Mm. And that uh, Psalm Marine Education Center is going to house a uh, shark touch tank that we'll use for some uh, potentially for some research, but uh, mainly to engage students uh, and the population uh, to learn more about sharks and horn sharks specifically, which are endemic to Southern California. Okay. So 
So it's something that's local. Again, the Serengeti of the Pacific. Yeah. And sharks, which are pretty darn cool, if you ask me. And then that entire center will allow us to then move towards uh, more research. So that'll be something coming up that we're going to be focused on in the next year, which will be an interesting balancing act, if right. you ask me, because we'll have to continue with our capacity and serving the students we have for all these years and all these programs and commitments while we're doing a renovation for a brand new <laughs> top-of-the-line facility located on the ocean. So there's a little preview of what I'll be saying to the board next Wednesday. Oh, it's, this is going to be a challenge, but we're up for it, and, right. and we have just received the funding to make it happen, so we're thrilled. I love everything about that except the shark-touching thing. I'm not too – I don't that, – that, that to me sounds like an oxymoron. I'm not Why don't sure you come down? touch any sharks, so – the next Thank morning, you. you want to come down to the yeah. Dana Point Harbor. Uh-huh. We'll have some coffee we'll, when it opens up, and we'll do the Shark Touch Tank together. You're on. Okay, I okay. love that. Yeah, You go first, though. Okay. All right, so um, how should someone find you online? What is your website, Dan? Yep, you can go to oceaninstitute.org to learn all about the different programs for public and students and what's happening on the weekends, such as going out on the RVC Explorer, and oceaninstitute.org forward slash jazz festival. If you want to learn more about the upcoming Jazz Festival, you can go to Eventbrite, too. There you go. Dan Pangaro, thank you for your time. You're a part of the community, a friend of Critical Mass Radio Show, and I look forward to great things continuing from Ocean Institute. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. All right, I'll thank our engineer for today, too, Paul Roberts. He's doing a masterful job behind the scenes. As our producers do, who I couldn't do the show without them, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, let's start with LinkedIn. I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.